folks. We are Release the Adventure, podcast about getting outside and doing cool stuff. I'm Brad. And I'm Sean. And today we're going to talk about one of my absolute favorite topics. And when I mean favorite, I mean my grandma had to listen to me when I was seven. <laughs> that was 20 years ago, homies. 20 years of loving van life. Whoop, whoop. Sweet, sweet van life. So, quick story to start the whole thing out. The first van I saw that wasn't a minivan, of course, or something that people drove around in, was a 1958 VW. VW. Van. That was the really ugly ones. Not the cool 70s. Mm-hmm. Not the cool ones. The really ugly ones. And it was half, like, destroyed I don't know if it was fully a VW van or if it was a milk truck, like a Ford milk truck that had a VW. I don't know. Somebody had made this monster child. (laughs) And then I looked inside and there was carpet and there was a bed. Obviously rained out, rusted out, disgusting. But just looking at that, I went, people live in vans? What? Asking my grandmother. And I went. I think I want to live in a van. No, Brad. Sure enough, Brad. No, it's you cannot live in a van. You're, that's exactly how it went, too. And then all the way through middle school, high school, my mom still was, you're not living in no car. I raised you to be a good child and go get a real job in a real <laughs> house. Not live in a van. I'm just going to. But little did she know. Little did she know. When you make more money, you can buy what you want when you're an adult. Hell yeah, adult life. <laughs> and sure enough, I bought me a 2018 Ram Pro Master. Whoop, whoop. So there goes the whole cycle. But today, we're going to talk about why van life, what kind of van you might want to buy, what is the purpose of van life for each individual. Everybody has their own flow. Sean knows almost nothing. I I know by proxy what you have regurgitated out to to me. So I have been birdie fed information from you. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. And as you can hear by the excitement in my voice, this is my child. <laughs> this is something that at some point I did have to sell my van, but some point I will buy another van or something, maybe a camper. I don't even know. Life's crazy. I'll end up living in something that people are going to be like, are you really? Do you need help? Do you need money? Sir, are you okay? No, No, I make plenty of money. I'm good. Thank you, though. This is actually a Mercedes Sprinter van, ma'am. This is actually a $60,000 vehicle base model, and then all the stuff that I've put into it, you don't even want to know. (laughs) Yeah, you don't even understand. (laughs) This is worth more than your house. Yeah. Just smile and move along, please. (laughs) So, let's start with why. Why van life? What is the purpose? A lot of people, especially us sweet, sweet millennials, can't afford the housing market. It's blown out of proportion in, I would say, 75% of states or so. That's a, Yeah, Sean, do you think that's a good number? Uh, well, um... I don't know. Certain areas, yes. Other areas, no. I had the opportunity in 2016 
to become a semi-truck driver, and I got to see most of the country. And most of the country that I saw, I mean, granted, I wasn't a tourist. I was passing through with my semi-truck, but (laughs) most of it was not worth much, in my humble opinion, especially in the Midwest. Looking at you, Missouri. Looking at you, Arkansas. (laughs) Looking at you, Indiana. Especially you, Gary, Indiana. You're like worse than <laughs> Detroit. I'm sorry. Oh, shots fired. Shots fired on Gary Indiana. You heard it here first. <laughs> That's a story for a different day, I'm guessing. Also, shots fired. You can, you can hear shots being fired in Gary and Indiana every single night. So, you, you know. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Sorry. Different story. Different time. <laughs> we'll go to Sean's trucking career in a different hour. Dang. <laughs> sorry. Avoid Gary, Indiana, I guess. Yeah. Everybody, just that's the note for that story. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, okay, yeah, the cost of housing is outrageous. Yes. If you move to Wyoming or Oklahoma or Kansas or Nebraska, there's lower housing. Some places in Texas, some places in the south. There's places where you can get cheap housing but there's no jobs there yeah so especially millennials have been looking for what is fulfilling in life because we're not going to be able to buy a house at 20 21 22 years old we're just not yeah that's that's not a possibility for 95 99 percent of millennials but if we get a starting out job that makes thirty to thirty-five thousand dollars a year, you can absolutely afford a twenty thousand dollar van, and then yeah. add ten thousand. So get a twenty thousand dollar van, have a payment on it, and then add ten to fifteen grand to it. Yeah, you're looking at thirty-five into a house, yeah. but it's also your primary vehicle, all in one. And some people even make that their office. Mm-hmm. So they're putting three payments that for some people is $2,500, $3,500 with those three, now into one payment of $1,000 a month. Yeah. So one, it's financially smart. It makes it easier to get more independent, be able to have a different type of life, lifestyle. And moving into that, travel. Yeah. So Sean, when you... Because you noted on this, when you were a truck driver, mm-hmm. how often were you able to stop and actually look at the sites? Very, very little. I was working on my log sheet officially. I was working 70 hour weeks, but realistically, I was working probably 90 to 100 hour weeks. So it was really hard to stop and see the sites. So most of the things that I saw was things that I could see off the interstate. Like when I was driving through... Washington, D.C. and Virginia on July 4th. That was cool. Saw a bunch of stuff from oh. from, from, from from the interstate. It was also really yeah. sad because it was like, man, I wish I could stop right now. But yeah, it was it was very little. I If I actually stuck with it, I didn't stick with it because I despised that lifestyle of truck driving. Not that I would despise van life, but not being able to stop and enjoy myself was a big deal breaker and not having my significant other at that time. My wife, Yuvi, was a deal breaker. But yeah, I mean, being able to see things would have been really great. And I would say it was maybe 
once a week, I could actually stop and look around during my 70-hour reset. Okay. So, going off that, if you were to have done van life and done maybe even, let's stick with the shipping idea. So, there are plenty of people who live in a van and use their van to move cargo. Obviously, smaller than a semi could do, but you're moving... Things like art, uh, things that need a little bit more discreetness when moving. Maybe flowers. Yeah, there's all kinds of different jobs like that. There's people who drive all around the country, but they have the ability to just pull over. Yeah. Sleep where they want, visit what they want, get to travel as much as you can. Yeah. Lots of YouTubers, everybody knows that exists. Van life YouTubers go off, drive around, do whatever. But there's right. plenty of people who are our age, 25 to 35, who are just doing it and doing seasonal work. Yeah, I mean, so they, especially like people in who the... love skiing. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you're good, Sean. Um, people who like being doing skiing, they'll go from living during the summer down south or... They'll even go, there's people I know that go down in Mexico and live in Mexico for three or four months, wait until the snow comes back, drive back up north, and then they work at a ski resort for the summer or winter. That's awesome. It's, I think for, we're kind of getting into kind of generational theory a little bit, but I think that every generation is interested in travel to a certain extent and living independence in a certain extent, but I think millennials are taking that a little bit a step further. I don't want to say extremely just because not every millennial lives that lifestyle, but we're the ones that are really coming up with this or at the very least bringing it back because there were some boomers, some of the counterculture movement that were in those VDW buses and they were all about that too. So maybe more so bringing it back, but yeah, I mean, definitely it's something that's kind of a product of the housing market and the housing I'm not an economic expert, but I would say there's kind of a looming housing bubble happening just because I don't mm-hmm. personally think like around in my area in Fort Collins, some of these houses, 400 to $500,000. I'm sorry, but a lot of those houses do not seem worth four hundred to $500,000 to, to me. And yeah, it kind of exactly. seems like there's a bubble uh, brewing. Yeah, and not to get stuck on the uh, generational thing, so I can show that more than just the millennials are the ones advance, a lot of retirees are starting to move into this RV van life so that they can have the ability to travel on their limited income. Instead of living in an apartment and spending money on that, they spend money on gas and travel and that type of thing. So it's not just for millennials. As we speak for ourselves, we have the more experience on that one. But there's lots of generations, lots of people who are seeing this as a way out of this monotony that is buy a house, raise kids, do all the blah, 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 or retire in Florida and buy, use all your money to buy our lake house. Yeah, exactly. Gets out of the monotony of the American dream. Yeah, I think when you listen to a lot of van life people, they talk about getting off of the 
the rat race of society and just exactly what you explained just because mortgages are so expansive and then supposed to sell down have kids and i would say millennials are interested in those things just not at the defined ages that prior generations were interested in and also with that like for me i put an obscene amount of money into my 401k a, a large chunk of my check goes into my 401k and i've told my wife like we're gonna buy something awesome when we retire and we're just <laughs> not gonna be we're just gonna be everywhere you know it's gonna be awesome and that's something that i'm looking forward to when i retire is to either buy a van or and if we have enough money and it makes sense at that time even buy, buy, buy our rv i don't know but you know a lot of like what brad was saying a lot of people that are retiring nowadays they want to travel still but a million dollar rv is just not feasible even with selling your house it's just yeah. not feasible and so the van life kind of bridges that gap and it has a lot of really unique solutions and a really compact and minimalist fashion where you're only using what you need and i think a lot of people gravitate towards that minimalism exactly so let's move into what type of vehicles people are using three or there's i guess four main brands of vans mercedes ford ram and nissan the mercedes and the rams those are your two big boys Mercedes, they've been around for a very long time making vans because they've had, I guess, the monopoly on vans in the 2000s with the Econolines, which people mm -hmm. are like, oh, that's Ford. Well, all of the GMCs were actually Mercedes engines. Hmm. Interesting. So I didn't know that. So it's a Mercedes van that's labeled as a GMC. Interesting. So. A lot of people look for those style, that that Econoline looking smaller, not really a high top. But then when 2006, 2007 came around, they started making high tops and Mercedes started putting their own branding on it and everybody loved them. And that's a, that year, 2006 to 2008 is a very wanted year because you get a used van. So you're not spending forty to $60,000 on a new van. Plus those engines, if you buy the diesel, can run up to like 350, 400,000 miles if you take care of them. That's awesome. So that's the big thing when it comes to that Mercedes game. I'm more of a Ram person, and that comes down to personal preference. I like it because it has more headroom, and I'm six foot on the dot. So I want to be able to stand up fully and not crouch. And when it came to the Ford and the Nissan, they didn't have that taller roof. Even for their tall roofs, it was only sitting at about 5'9". So yeah. once you put roofing and all that kind of insulation and ceiling and all that kind of stuff into it and flooring, then lifts it up, you're looking at about 5.6 to 5.8 range. And yeah. if you're under 5.8, buy a Ford. It's cheaper. <laughs> it's yeah. better. If you're under 5 foot, buy an Esau. Oh, yeah. I remember looking they're, at those with you. They're cute and small. Yeah, and I was fine. like, I could live in this. But I'm 6 <laughs> foot and I want to be able to stand up and stretch and be able to cook while standing. So right. Those are your four main, but then you also have to put into this van life movement RVs, campers, anything trucks with sliding campers. Anything you could think of that you could live in and tow behind a vehicle, 
the vehicle is what you're living in because it's become more than just vans. There's a lot of people that are buying campers, pulling them behind trucks that are super comfortable on doing everything and being able to go on adventures and do all of this, but they can also unhook from their house and then go off and do something else. So that kind of puts a little bit more versatility on the game. Yeah. Very nice. To the people out there that want to have the old school VW buses, what do you say to those types of people? I honestly am going to tell you, if you want to live in it full time, I would say no. So there's a YouTuber uh, called uh, Combi Life, K-O-M-B-I, Combi, and they're from Australia. And they lived in a traditional VW van. Very cool. I was jealous. Yeah. But it has windows all the way around. It's not very insulated. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not good. For any type of cold weather, mm-hmm. you'd have to basically redesign the van from the inside out or outside in. Either way, you'd have to take take everything apart and put new insulation and probably get rid of a couple windows, which then you're losing that VW feel. Yeah. But if you're a weekender, buy a VW. That's mm-hmm. just deck it out with some hippie stuff, put some cool colors. Make it just feel like you're going to Woodstock, but you're going to go camping. Put some Rasta stuff up. Exactly. <laughs> feel the jam. So Now, what do you think a, about... No. Oh, oh, go ahead, John. What do you think about people that like the Eurovans? So, Westphalia. Yeah, the Westphalia. Style. Yeah, the, the little uh, little pop... The, the little high-top pop-up thing. That kind of deal. So, I'm really into those, actually. So what I like about those is it kind of bridges the gap from having to go and buy a high top van. Mm-hmm. So instead of, cause a lot of people like Sportsmobile, they're out of Texas and California. They kind of pioneered this idea of using the Econoline vans from Ford. Mm-hmm. Cause people love those cause they're four by four. Yeah. You can lift them and make them all fancy. Yeah. But they put a pop top. That that's where your bed is. Yeah, very nice. So for me, if I was to buy again and I wasn't going to live in it full time and it was going to be like my weekend slash two to three week trip. Yeah, style, your weekend warrior van. Yeah, my adventure van. That's what I would buy. Mm-hmm. I'd get an Econoline with a pop top or a Westphalia. Westphalia are a little expensive because you're, you're buying the name. It's kind of sure. like buying a BMW, but or or a VW cool. bus because <laughs> they exactly. have they have new VW buses nowadays that you can buy. I saw that. I'm not happy. I'm not <laughs> just quick rant. I don't like them. I don't like the way they look. They don't feel natural. They just feel forced. Like they're just trying to get in the money to buy the money to get the money. I don't. Yeah, just feel a little forced. But that's me. Some people will love them. Some people will hate them. Just like. Westphalia. I don't like their vans because I don't like the European style look for myself. But I think it's a good option for a lot of people. Because if you can get it for cheaper that has a kind of a one side pop up style or a full pop up top, it gives you the ability to bring more than just yourself and your partner, 
but you could also possibly have kids. And then you can yeah. sleep up top and then they can sleep on the bottom type of thing. So it gives a little bit more versatility than if you were to get a high top and you can only have one bed and you have to think about, well, then I got to build a couch and then turn that into another bed and kind of play that yeah, game sure. of designing it around a second bed. Yeah, so, that's what I always really liked about those high top, those the second layer vans was that you had more room to expand your kitchen and your living room in the actual van and then your bedroom was solely for that pop-up area so you kind of not doubled but you definitely expanded your real estate i guess you could say exactly and that's a lot of especially for me i want a four by four because i like to go play in the mountains so i'd love the ability to be able to bring my mountain bikes the dogs the partner the friends the all the things and then at the end of the day, be able to still have enough room for a full bed, queen size bed, and have enough room for a full kitchen, possibly even a bathroom, which I've seen a lot of people do curtains. So they'll mm -hmm. build up their bathroom halfway, so all the way to your pop top, and that'll be your door. But once you open that door, you can hook a curtain to the very top of your pop top. And mm -hmm. then it gives you a full bathroom. So you can take a shower or use the potty. Fair enough. Yeah, I remember also seeing that Nissan was trying to capitalize on the van life stuff. And I don't know if they ever went through with it, but I remember when you were buying your your Ram, they were in the works of trying to put out a 4x4 model. But I don't, I'm on Nissan's website and I'm not seeing that. It looks like they have a bigger NV now because you remember the NV was mm -hmm. super tiny. It looks like they have a bigger version now. So they but, came out with a high top, but they didn't come out with their 4x4 because there okay. wasn't enough feelers for it, is what I understood uh, from the research that I did was that they just didn't have enough people being like, I want a 4x4 Nissan. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, they, it's a good idea, but for Nissan, it's kind of weird. Well, they missed out on their, their engines are not known for being the best. It's not like you don't go, I want a Nissan engine. Not uh, not for their anything other than the GTR, I would agree. But if it's GTR something that deals with the GTR is not even a Nissan. <laughs> it's <laughs> Yeah, I mean the 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 GTR and the Skyline have a very good pedigree for their engines, but that's a whole different beast. Exactly. Moving into that sports aggression fast. Yeah. But yeah, I would generally agree that Nissan is not well known for their engines. But when you think of a Ford, it's just to me, it's a Ford engine. It's gonna last I think of forever. a bad transmission when I think of Ford. Wait. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's fair. I that's... think of the, the Ford Fiesta and that thing just constantly having transmission problems. But that's a car. No one should buy one of those. They're <laughs> ugly. I know. We're, we're, we're kind of getting into the weeds of brands here, but it's all We right. are. We are. Okay. We'll back it up. So there's all the basic brands and that style of stuff that goes with van life. So basically now you can get the weeds about any part of van life because what do you want to do with it? Are you, Just like we've spoken about, are you going to be a full-timer? Are you going to be a snowbird, which is someone who goes south for the winter, mm -hmm. north for the summer, gets away from the cold weather, so they don't really need a lot of insulation. They don't need a heater. They more want fans and more windows. 
to be able to bring air in. Yeah. What is your feel for it? Do you want to be a weekender? Are you really just trying to be that guy that goes, I have the coolest van ever <laughs> to pull up to like a van fest or there's a lot of different places that do tiny house festivals and be able to pull up that type of stuff. So you just got to think about what you want to do with it. Yeah. Like I said, I want a weekend warrior, be a awesome van. Right now I got yeah. a truck, which is good enough for now. We'll move on. And you can always play this weekend warrior style thing with other vehicles as well. Cause you can look up any type of vehicle. I wouldn't say any, close to any type of vehicle on YouTube and go Ford Focus hatchback van life. You'll find somebody that lives in one. Didn't didn't Alex from Single Track Sampler didn't he have a Ford Ford Focus hatchback and before he got yes, his, his he van? Yes, he did. Yeah. Old <laughs> Sheila. Old Sheila. So- Legendary. So good. Great car. So he lived in Sheila. Uh, Alex is a single track sampler, YouTuber, great guy. He lived out of his car, but he stayed in a tent, so he didn't sleep in his vehicle. Yeah, no, his car was filled to the brim with stuff. Yeah, so that kind of puts that play on there. There was one video I watched about a week ago about a woman who lived in a Prius. Mm -mm. So she could drive around forever. Because they get like 50 yeah. to 60 miles a gallon. Especially if they're the hybrids. Mm-hmm. And she has a toilet in there. She mm-hmm. has to pull it out to use it. But sure. she has a toilet. She has a slide out kitchen. She mm-hmm. has a full twin bed. That's that awesome. she can lay in. It is a fully working house. So if you guys don't want to full commit to... I'm going to go buy a van for $40,000 today. <laughs> Look at your car. Think about it. Yeah, if, what if, can I do to retrofit mine to at least get me through the weekend? Exactly. The, the weekend warrior kind of mentality. So, Sean, what would you do to your car? And what kind of car do you have first? And what would you do if you were to go, I think I want to stay in it for a week or two? For a week or two or a weekend? Oh, uh, let's let's push it out to five days. Okay, so this is kind of a extended trip. We're taking a small vacation type of deal. Yes. Okay. Um. Yeah, I have a 2018 Toyota Rav4. Just the base model was at the SE, I think it is. Okay. But yep. So it has a good amount of storage space inside of the car itself when you put the seats down. However, you know, it has standard, comes with bars on the top, not the crossbars, but just regular bars. And it does have a little bit of towing capacity. It can tow up to 3,000 pounds. So you can tow most pop-up campers or teardrop campers at that weight. So there's a few options I could go down that route. I would say I would have to do research about how to try to convert something on the inside if I wanted to take seats out and stuff. I don't think I would do that just because I want it to be a car at the end of my trip. So I think okay, I could go fair. down two routes. I think the more economical route is buying a, what do they call them, the rooftop tents, 
where they connect okay. to your bars and they kind of have like this ladder stability platform. And then so I'm off the ground, a little bit more comfortable. And some of the nicer rooftop tents actually include this like pseudo mattress, this memory yes, foam yep. pseudo mattress, which is very nice. So you're definitely it's like luxurious camping or glamping, essentially. And so I think that'd be really nice. But if I had the money, I could easily just get a teardrop or a pop-up camper. But for my current situation, that wouldn't be possible. Just <laughs> as Brad and I were doing research not too long ago, I was baffled about how expensive teardrop campers are. That was very insightful they're, and baffling. They're pricey. They're not yeah. cheap. <laughs> no, I was not ready to see a brand new teardrop being worth $20,000 or more. I was like, holy <laughs> yowza, yowza. But yeah, I think... um. I think a good rooftop tent would be a good way to do that. And then having a composting toilet that you could pull out would be cool. And then Gary Foreman or Gary Foreman, Gary Coleman (laughs) grill. And uh, maybe one of those, um, the, the jet boils is that what they're called, Brad. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Maybe one of those, if we wanted to go out and backpack a little bit and then couple of coolers like uh some yeti coolers for our refrigeration basically to store the food and then other than that the other storage space would be like for water having those big seven to ten gallon jugs exactly that's that is a perfect way to go okay this is how i'm going to get away with it and sean i'm going to put a little bit of extra to make it a little more glampy so what you could do is you could build a frame. So if it's you and UV, build a frame that lifts you up off the bottom of your, uh, the bottom of the bed of your car. Mm-hmm. So then your bed is even a little bit higher. So you have even more storage under the bed and in those pockets that are already built into the car. Mm-hmm. So that it gives nice. you more room to store food, bring extra blankets, extra clothes all that kind of stuff yeah well cool yeah i mean it's something that i would definitely be interested in when you were buying your van it kind of rubbed off on me and i think that's (laughs) that's what originally rubbed off the tiny house life because it was just like and how i got uv into the tiny house life i would say uv's probably more so into tiny house life than than than, than i am now so (laughs) i think i think she's close to fairly fully converted as she can be to the tiny house life but um yeah i mean something that's definitely interests me i like the minimalism of it yeah it's, it's fun i like the idea of being able to travel and go wherever i want i mean for my future goals i want to become a nurse and so i always thought it was very intriguing to become a traveling nurse and going around and during my off days going on going seeing awesome places if that would ever to be the case that sounds like a great plan. I like those goals, Sean. It's good stuff. Thanks. So just to kind of round it all out, if you were to do van life, really, I hope you learned from this. Do it your way. Don't look at a YouTuber and go, I'm going to build a van just like theirs. Mm-hmm. Go, what do you want to do? What what is what is your niche? What is your purpose in life? If you're a gamer, if you just like playing video games, but you still want to live in a van, there's a way to do it. There's people who have done it. Just Google it. Just get on YouTube. They're there. Anything that you want to do, 
just strive to do it your way. Yeah, I mean, you can take inspiration from a lot of different places, but ultimately that's going to be your your domain. That's going to be your home. So, Perfect way to say it, John. Perfect way. Well, thank you guys for being here. Talk about van life. If you want to hear more, holler at us. Tell us if you yeah. do. Tell us if you don't. Either way, I won't be offended. Yeah, but I think I cannot, next time I, if we revisit van life, it's going to be for the for the full timers because this was more for the weekend warriors. That is true. Yeah, we can go more into. That's not a bad idea, Sean. Maybe we'll make that an episode sooner or later. Hmm. So don't forget, check us out on the Instagram at Release the Adventure. Check us out on Twitter at Release ADV. Release the ADV. Thank you. Release the ADV. Check us out. Give us a comment. Give us a like. Go ahead and review us on Apple, Spotify, and on the site Podchaser. Podchaser. So you can check us out there. We'd love your comments. We'd love the reviews. Tell us how we're doing. Hit us up on Twitter. We just appreciate you guys being here, talking to us. We talking to you. We just enjoy it. Yep. And always thank you so much, guys, for listening. Consider, you know, just just overall, just we, we really appreciate you guys taking time out of your day to listen to us and listen to a small podcast light like us. You know, we want to expand the joy into the world, put some positivity out there, and we hope hope you got some out of that today from today's episode and former episodes and all the episodes going forward. So we are Release the Adventure! And thanks for coming to Vandon today. Oh, 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 oh.